Amen. Exodus, the 12th chapter, if you got your Bibles. I'm going to read uh, a few verses, and then I'm going to give you what the Lord has laid upon my heart. And uh, praise God. It's one of them days where yesterday I had two, two messages burning in my spirit, and I, and I feel like one of them's on the back burner for a minute. Amen. But who knows? They may end up in the same pot before it's over with. Amen. Only God knows. Exodus 12 and 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Amen. I love it when God makes a new beginning. <laughs> Amen. It don't matter how old you are or what. What time of the day, what time of the month is, God can just say, you know what, from here on out, it's going to be a new beginning. <laughs> it's going to start right here. Boy, he's got power. Amen. I, 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 my prayer is somebody's going to make a new beginning today in this place. He said, it shall be the first month of the year to you. Amen. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, in the tenth day of this month, they shall, shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat of it with your loins girded, with your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title. Amen. God's menu. Everybody say God's menu. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands and your voices to the Lord all across this house. Amen. Would you pray, God, I need your help in this house today. I need your strength, God. I need you to open up the word to the people. God, I need you to anoint us mightily today. I need you to uh, let it fall on fertile ground. God, open up ears, open up understanding. Uh, amen. Give people courage to do the right thing, to make a new beginning, God. Uh, God, give them the strength. Uh, Oh, God, to become what you've called them to be. Uh, I rebuke every devil that would torment people, uh, that would come against the church of the living God. Uh, 
you got something special for everybody in this house, God. You've got a plan for them, God. Come on, why don't you cry out to Jesus right now? Let it be so, Lord. Let it be so, Lord. Let it be so, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, why don't you clap your hands as praise unto Jesus? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I want to preach about God's menu. Everybody say God's menu. Amen. This is the beginning. Everybody say the beginning. This was the beginning of the fulfillment of the promise of God to Abraham over 400 years earlier. Man, some people skip over that in the Bible, but let me tell you about the Exodus and the, all the miracles in Egypt and the coming out and the coming heading toward the promised land was a prophecy that was given to Abraham from God. It was a promise. Everybody say a promise. Amen. 400 years before God had promised, I'm going to bring my people out. Let me tell you how he said it. He said, Know of a surety, praise God. I, I like sureties. <laughs> Amen. You, you, you know, th- this is how you know it's a surety is when God said it. That's how you know you can be sure about something is when God said it. Amen. It don't matter what the government says. I don't put much confidence in humanity. <laughs> Amen. As you can imagine. Amen. But when God's word says it, I said when God's word said it, you you can just rest assured it's going to happen. When God speaks to Abraham, know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve, this is God speaking, he said, Will I judge? And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. Amen. Thank God for his promises. I said thank God for his promises. Amen. From the outset, let me just tell you, God is a faithful God. And if God has given you a promise... It don't matter what the storm looks like, what the what your future may be looking like, what your present tense may be looking like if God gave you a promise. If God gave you a promise, you ought to be smiling today. We ought to be the happiest people this side of heaven, uh, we have the promise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say, God is faithful. Don't ever allow yourself to even think that God is not faithful. If you ever hear a voice that says God is not faithful, that's the devil talking to you. You need to learn the difference between the voice of God and the voice of the devil. Anything that comes against this uh, ain't nothing but the Antichrist. Uh, hey, 
Boy, I feel like shouting today. Hallelujah. I'm standing on his promises today. Amen. God is faithful. God is honest. God is loving. God is long-suffering. If he wasn't long-suffering, none of you would be here. I wouldn't be here. Well, they, they did something to me. I'm fixing them. Bless God, I'm going to let them have it. Why don't you let them have it like God lets them have it? Why don't you let them have one more chance? Why don't you let them have one more opportunity? Well, I love you, Jesus. Amen, the flesh, boy. The flesh loves to rip people up and tear people apart and Oh, Jesus, I can't wait till I get to give them a piece of my mind. Amen. Why don't you give them a piece of your heart? Boy, it got quiet. I may just stop right there for a little while. Why don't you give them a little piece of your heart for a while? Why don't you show them a little love? See what that'll do. Hatred don't work. Bitterness don't work. Ostracizing people don't work. Hate don't drive out hate. You got to love people. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man, but what confuses people sometimes is that even though God gives promises, God also makes the menu. I didn't think anybody would spring up and clap their hands. Praise God. Even though God gives promises, he also gives a menu. God gave Abraham the promise. Your seed's going to be in bondage for 400 years. But I'm going to bring them out. Praise God. Thank God for the promise. Amen. The prophet told me I was going to have whatever. Praise God. Thank the Lord for the prophet. Boy, it's real quiet right now. Somebody prophesied over me I was going to be this and that and do this and do that. Well, praise God for the promise. Thank God for every promise. You ought to own the promise. Don't let go of the promise. You ought to keep it close to you. But you also need to understand that God makes the menu that allows the promise to come to fruition. Just because you've got a prophecy or a promise don't mean it's just going, voila. That's why people, uh, they, they, they yearn for somebody to speak a word over them. Boy, if I could just get one of them old-time prophets to come up and speak a word over me. It's going to fix all my problems. No, it ain't going to fix all your problems. Because God still has a menu for everything that you need. For every promise. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. God still can heal leprosy. Uh, 
but he gets to tell you what river to go down to. And he gets to tell you how many times you're going to go under. Hey, don't get mad at God. Just eat what's on the menu. One, two, three, four, five. About 20% are happy about it. Come on. Come on, clap your hands to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man in the world that says if it feels good, just do it. And in a religious world, at a religious day that says, all you got to do is repeat after me and say this sinner's prayer and live however you want to live and you're forever saved. I rebuke every false doctrine in this city, in this county, in this state, in this country, in this world. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, God's got a menu and if we're going to make heaven our home, We're going to have to eat what God says. You're going to have to do what God's word says. Somebody said one time, well, I bet that message was hard to preach. I thought that was easy. <laughs> and somebody feeling sorry for me one time. They said, well, I bet that was a hard message to preach, I thought. God's word? This is the joy of my life. The joy of my life is to stand before God's great people and tell you his great truth. If you'll do what he says, honey, the sky is the limit. If you'll just get obedient and quit murmuring and complaining... Bible said we always use it when I go to the mission field Bible said eat whatever's set before you God if it's chicken feet just eat it I guess I don't know amen praise God let, let me make a spiritual comparison to it whatever God sets in front of you Whatever God's word sets in front of you, don't turn your nose up to it. I don't like it like that. Well, you better like it like that. If God said do it and this is what you're going to eat, bless God, just eat it. Just do it. Just love it. Come on. I, I, I'm going to preach to the church a little while. Hey man, this eating on God's menu, it's an acquired taste. I heard people say, well, I didn't like it at first. And Jerry Clyer said, my dog loves green beans. Or no, greens. He said, how do you get your dog to like turnip greens? Well, I fed it to him three days in a row. And on that third day, he just started eating it. Let me tell you, the flesh don't want to do what God's word wants it to do. But let me tell you, if you'll just do it. If 
you just eat it and see what it does and realize how it makes you feel and what it does to your spirit. I'm telling you, the flesh still don't want to pray. There's a part of me that I got to drag the prayer meeting, but I know down deep inside, oh, I love the taste. I love the taste of being in the presence of God, feeling that warm embrace of the spirit. Man, but to the flesh, said, we're going to come pray for 52 nights in a row. Tell you what, the flesh is say, what on earth? Are y'all crazy? Y'all go to church every night? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you ever see what happened to me was I got the Holy Ghost. My pastor, before I left that night, he said, I'll see you uh, be at the church at 830 in the morning. We'll pray together. I said, praise God. Went and prayed, and that day before he left, he said, I'll see you in the morning. Next day, he said, I'll see you in the morning. Amen. About that, after a week or two, I got to looking around. There was a church of like 1,500 people. I don't know. There was about 75 people there, and I realized, you know what? Everybody ain't praying. You must not have to pray to go to this church. But by then, I was already hooked on the greens. I was already hooked on what that prayer was doing in my life. Uh, See, I was a nobody when I got there, but God started doing some things. (laughs) When you realize God will open doors in your life, uh, when you realize he'll open doors for ministry, uh, when you realize... When you realize he'll put your marriage back together and your finances back together and your health back together, you quit balking and you'll start eating. You quit griping. Lift your hands to the Lord. Let's thank him right now. Man, you got to realize it may be your promise, but it's his menu. It's your promise, but it's his plan. His menu was very detailed. His plan was very detailed. He said, I want every man to take a lamb, a sacrifice. He could have, doesn't just mean sheep. It could have goats or the sheep. It didn't matter. It just had to be perfect. Amen. I think you ought to bring your best to God. I think you ought to wear your best to God's house. I think you ought to give him your best praise. Hey, I'm preaching to people you used to dance on the dance floor. You used to scream at the honky-tonk and you come to church I'm going to give him a lot more than I ever gave that. He deserves the best. Why are y'all so wild? Why do you act like that? You should have seen me 20-something years ago. 
Praise the Lord. Yeah. You should have seen me 20-something years ago when the Razorbacks made a touchdown. Yeah, you, you didn't even know I could do cartwheels. One of these days, I'm going to get the nerve up and do it. Why would you do cartwheels? I did cartwheels for them. I jumped up and down for them. I ran for them. I drank for them. You think I'm going to come in here and sit like a knot on a log and not... Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're just say no to dead church. Don't ever get cold. Don't allow yourself to get indifferent. Don't allow yourself to get locked up where you can't raise your hand. See, I know when people are locked up because I used to be locked up. Man, I praise God. I grew up my whole teenage years and lifting weights and doing all this stuff. I'd throw weights over my head and I'd go to church with my wife. I couldn't even. What's wrong? You was locked up. Just lean on somebody. I hope nobody touches me. I hope they touch me. I hope somebody, hey, hey, I think everything ought to be decent and in order. And if you don't think that person would want you praying for them, don't put your hand on them. If you think you'll mess something up, don't. We're not here to take dominion over people. We're, Tell you what you'll do, you open up a can of worms. And put your hand on the wrong woman that her husband don't want you touching her. Praise God. Boy, it's getting quiet, maybe. You better know that you know. Amen. When you step on the battlefield, you better be prepared. Don't walk in here carnal and start touching on people. Don't walk in here, you've been playing with things you shouldn't. And Start putting your hands on people. You better make sure you and Jesus got it right. You better make sure you're walking the straight and narrow. Well, hallelujah. Man, I got to preach. Help me, Jesus. Amen. Everybody say his menu is very detailed. Every man must take a lamb. No blemish. The male of the first year. You had to pin it up until the 14th day. This started on the 10th day, so the 14th day is how long this went. So you, you pin them up four days. You take your sacrifice, and everybody in the congregation has to kill it in the evening. Everybody in the congregation has to take the blood and put it on the two upright posts of the door and the lintel, the top post is what the Bible calls it, of the door. You have to... Why do y'all hang up on all them little things? 
Because it's on the menu. Because God said it. Well, you always say that. You got to just say all that stuff. Because God said it. You got to roast it with fire. That means you got to grill it. You can't boil it. You can't eat it raw. You're going to serve it with unleavened bread. That means there's no yeast in it, which means it's flat and tasteless. And you got to serve it with bitter herbs. You can just... Can you imagine the menu? Almost 200 people putting their input into it. Should we really... Roast it with fire. Don't you know when that the black stuff that chars on there, don't you know that's poisonous? Oh, that's what somebody said one time. If I die of poison on steak, I'll be the happiest. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Take this whole world. <laughs> Amen. You gotta eat it fast with haste. Well, I don't, I don't think that's right. I mean, I'm kind of a slow eater. God said eat it fast. The leftovers, you need to burn them. When you eat, I want you to be fully dressed. You need to have your staff in your hand. Praise God. Greg had his staff in his hand today. You're going to eat this meal with your shoes on your feet. Well, I think this church is way too involved in people's business. God told them what to eat, when to eat, how to cook it, how to dress, what to do with the leftovers. You need God to get up in your business. Has it worked out you doing it your way? Did it work out you doing it your way? No, it didn't work out me doing it my way. I say that was the menu. Imagine all the griping. Why? Why do it like that? Why why grill it when you could bake it? (laughs) Why roast it with fire? My Lord, when you could just throw it in the oven, go do your business and have fun and come back. Let me tell you why we do what we do. It's because God said so. Amen. It's my promise. It's my promise. But God set the menu of what is going to happen for me to get it. Quit. Well, praise God. Everybody say it's my promise. Everybody say it's his menu. I've seen people with so much potential, so much talent, so much ability, so much anointing. But when they read the menu, my Lord, 
when they read the menu. Oh, I don't, I don't know about all that. Had a man, backslider, come here one time, and he uh, prayed through the Holy Ghost. He sat about halfway back. He prayed through, and after church, I was talking to him. I said, well, man, how do you feel? And he said, well, I feel good, but, you know, I'm looking for a, I'm really looking for a church that's not so traditional. What he was saying is, I want to go to heaven, but I'm not interested in the menu. (laughs) Amen. He had a better way to cook. He had... He had better herbs. Praise God. Don't give me, don't give me anything bitter, God. God, don't, just whatever you, whatever you do, make sure no, I don't get anything bitter messes up my lamb. Praise God. You let me tell you what makes you a great Christian. It ain't, if God gave you a million dollars today, that wouldn't make you a great Christian. Matter of fact, it may make you stumble and backslide. You may tell you what makes you a great saint of God. It's the bitter herbs that have been put in your life. You want to know why some people really know how to pray and some of them don't know how to pray? Let me tell you why some people really know how to pray. They've had some bitter dishes put in front of them. Oh, I'd love to pray like you pray. Go through what I went through. Well, about 12 people. God, give me a perfect life. I don't want to ever have a trial. I don't ever want to get disappointed with nobody. What you ought to say is, God, whatever you put on the menu, whether I like it or I don't like it, I'm going to eat it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you think they ended up better off by eating what God told them to do? What would have happened to them if they would have not ate what God set in front of them? Amen. I'll tell you what, they'd still be in bondage right now. Same thing that happens to people when you begin to preach the gospel to them. A lot of people come in church with problems and they want God to fix it. And I want him to fix it as bad as you want him to fix it. Amen. But I'm going to preach the gospel to you. Amen. When I start serving out this dish, some people walk out and you don't ever see them again. Well, praise God. It's hard to smile over bitter herbs, man. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. But if you'll just learn how to eat it. Praise God. Let me tell people that 
aspire to be something greater for God. And there's a lot of people feel like they got a calling on their life to do music and ministry and all these things. Let me tell you something. Oh, God's about to put you through school. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to be a certified chef by the time you... Uh, help me, Jesus, preach the gospel right now. I'm going to tell you that if they wouldn't have ate exactly what God told them to eat, they'd have never got out of Egypt. They'd have still been in bondage to this day. If they wouldn't have gone by every detail that God gave them, they'd have still been in Egypt without their firstborn this very day. If you don't think details matter, you need to open up God's word. I'm telling you, details matter. The pathway to heaven is a straight and narrow way. And there's only going to be a few that find it. So when you start judging by the masses what's right and what's wrong, well, I think we ought to do that. That's what everybody else is doing. I'm not going where everybody else is going. And I hope you ain't wanting to go where everybody else is going. We're here on purpose. I just want to tell you something. The people that are blessed and the people that make it all the way are the ones that just eat what's set before them. Hallelujah. John said in the 17th chapter of his gospel, he said, Father, thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. Would everybody agree with that right now? Does everybody in this house agree that God's word is true? God, your word is truth. Which means the Pope's word is not the truth. Pope just said the other day that uh, two men being married is not a sin. But God's word said it is. God, thy word is truth. God, thy word is truth. And if your word said, I need to put the blood on the two posts and the lentil, I'm going to get blood and I'm going to put it on the two posts and the lentil. I'm not going to say, God, that would be kind of messy. 
God's word does get messy sometimes, uh, but God, your word is Amen. When you find God's word, you have found what it takes to get out of Egypt. You have found the menu. God ordained a menu to get out of Egypt. Praise the Lord. Not Jimmy Swaggart's menu. Sure, he's a nice guy, but he didn't write the Bible. Billy Graham was a nice man, but he didn't write the Bible. There's a lot of nice people out there, but they didn't write the Bible. It's already settled in heaven. That word is truth. You know what all God's looking for is somebody that wants out of Egypt. I just felt it all over yesterday. God's not looking for people to argue with. So if he ain't looking for people to argue with, I ain't looking for nobody to argue with. I'm looking for somebody that says, tell me how to get out of Egypt. Show me in that Bible how to get out of Egypt. And if you want to know, if you want to know, praise God, you're at the right place. Tell you something. You teaching somebody the Bible and they start arguing with you, you ought to just back off. Praise God. There's too many hungry people. There's too many people that want to get out. There's too many people bound by uh, the drugs of this world that want to break free. Praise God. Amen. When you begin to serve it to them, if it seems bitter, they don't care. You just say, whatever. If I got to do that, praise God. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Don't make sense to me. But if that book said it, I see it, I'm going to do it. All right, praise God. Give me, give me 10 minutes to give you the menu. Then, then you can go pick on a menu somewhere else, whatever you want. For your belly. This is for your soul. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Everybody say, be born again. It doesn't say if you read a sinner's prayer. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Let me tell you something. 
Without a born-again experience, you'll never see it, and you'll never enter into it. Hey, I'm going to serve a dish. I hope you're ready to eat right now. If you're not born again, you ain't going to see it, and you ain't going to enter into it. Uh, Don't try to... Hallelujah. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the capital S spirit is spirit. Marvel not or don't get shocked that I just told you you must be born again. Now listen to this. The wind bloweth where it listeth or that means where it wants to. And thou hearest the sound but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it go. You don't know where it came from. You don't know where the wind's going. And the Bible says, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You hear the sound. Everybody say the sound. Hey, I'm talking about being born again. There is a sound. The the Greek word is phone, where we get the word phonics from. How do you pronounce C-H? And we're teaching the little ones. What are you doing? You're teaching them phonics. You're teaching them a language. The Bible says everyone that's born again, you're going to hear a language. Well, I don't believe you got to speak in tongues. Well, the Bible does. The Bible said you got to speak in tongues. The Bible said everyone that's born again, there'll be a sound. How do you do it? Well, I'm glad you asked. Everybody say, you got to believe. Amen. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not, everybody say, believeth not, is condemned already. You got to be a believer, first of all. You got to get rid of your doubt and your pout and your gloom and your doom. There's even Holy Ghost filled people. You need to go back to square one and become a believer again. Praise God. Everybody say you got to believe. First John 1 and 9. If, everybody say if. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not only is believing on the menu, but confessing is on the menu. I, I, I honestly believe confession is one of the hardest things that people have to do. The very first human being ever created, he had trouble confessing. Why did you eat of the fruit I told you not to? It was that woman. It's the woman you gave me. She did it. That's the woman. Why did you do it? It was that serpent. Why are you jealous? Because they did it. Why do you hate people? Well, they did it. I'm getting quiet now when I'm talking about you instead of Adam and Eve. This is who I am because they did that to me. You got to confess. I am what I am because I handled it the way I handled it. I could have walked away. I could. 
I know it's hard. I know it's a bitter herb. Uh, amen. But it's on the menu, honey. And you got to do it uh, if you want out of Egypt. Amen. You got to believe. Everybody say you got to believe. You got to confess. Luke 13 and 5, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. Praise God, this ain't a two-course meal. We're already up to three. God, your word is truth. Your word says I got to believe. Your word said I got to confess. And now your word saying I got to repent, which means I got to turn from my ways. Praise God. Praise God. Are y'all eating this up? Is it all right? Romans 6 and 3, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if, everybody say if. If we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, that means if we have been baptized, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. You got to be baptized if you want to be resurrected. You got to go down in Jesus' name if you want to go up again. Amen. It's a bitter herb for some people. But it gets even bitter when I, when I tell you how you got to be baptized. You got to be baptized in Jesus' name. We don't get baptized in titles. Why? Because we know what the name is. Jesus said go preach and baptize them in the, in the name of the Father. We know what the name of the Father is. John 5, 43, he said, I've come in my Father's name. What is the name of the Father? It's Jesus. Amen. The angel said, you're going to bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. John 14 and 26, Jesus said, and the comforter is going to come in my name. What was Jesus saying when he said, go baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost? He was saying, I want you to baptize them in the name of Jesus. Well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, I'm fixing to serve it to you. You'll never be able to say you, you never had the opportunity. He gave a man named Peter the keys of the kingdom. He said, whatever you bind on earth to be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth to be loose in heaven. And when that man began to preach in Acts, the second chapter of the day the church started, you know what he said? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. You know who else was there that day? All 11 other disciples were there. Do you think if Peter would have been preaching his own doctrine don't you know there'd have been a church split right then? That's not what Jesus said. But they all stood there and they were all in agreement. Why? Because the name of Jesus is 
the name of the Father. Come on, I'm going to serve you the word of God right now. If it's good, eat it. If it's bitter, eat it. If you like it, eat it. If you don't like it, just go. There are only three types of people in the world. In Acts, the second chapter, there was only three types of people in the world. You were either a Jew, you were a Gentile, or you were mixed, which was called a Samaritan. In Acts, the second chapter, it was all Jews, and they were baptized in Jesus' name. In Acts, the eighth chapter, it was Samaritans, and they were baptized in Jesus' name. In Acts, the tenth chapter, it was all Gentiles, and they were baptized in Jesus' name. In Acts, the nineteenth chapter, amen, the disciples of John were rebaptized. Guess how they were baptized? In Jesus' name. Uh, guess how Apostle Paul was baptized? Uh, they said, Arise, call on the name of the Lord, baptize. Everywhere in this Bible, there was a baptism. It was all done in the name of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, you can take uh, the Catholic Encyclopedia and you can read it, and it'll tell you in the first century, everybody was baptized in Jesus' name. It wasn't until the second, third century they began to change how they baptized people. Now, where is your faith? In the Catholic Church or in the menu that God served in his word? Come on, there ought to be some people. Lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, I'm almost, I'm closer to being finished than you think. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you why it becomes a bitter herb sometimes. Let me tell you why it's a bitter herb sometimes. Because some people walk in here and this ain't how your mom did it. Some people walk in here and it ain't how your grandpa did it. You got to make up your mind. Am I going to be the lineage of my grandpa or am I going to be the lineage of Jesus Christ? I can't help what they did. I hate I hate it that there's confusion in the world, uh, but I'm here serving truth today. Uh, and you got to eat uh, what God serves. You got to receive the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, Romans 8, chapter, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, capital S, spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the capital S, Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, he is none of his. Well, my cousin was baptized, but I don't think he got the Holy Ghost. You think it takes all that? I'm, I'm, I'm serving you something you may not like right now. But I'm telling you what God said. Uh, if you ain't got the capital S Holy Spirit inside of you, uh, you're none of his. Uh, amen. I don't say that to be mean. I'm telling you, you can become his before you leave today. Uh, amen. Uh, before you walk out of here, uh, you can eat this five-course meal uh, and say, I may not like it. Uh, I may not understand it. Uh, but God, if this is what it takes to get out, I'm going to do it. Come on, everybody, lift your hands to the Lord.
We'll serve this one last portion and we'll be done. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and the 14th verse. The Bible said, Follow peace with all men and holiness. Amen. There's a conjunction right there. I don't believe one of them will let you stay, and one of them let you go. Tell you before, until just a few hundred years ago, there wasn't no commas in this Bible. There wasn't no period and verse and chapter. It was just written. Punctuation is added by a lot of translators to, to make you understand it better. And let me tell you what this Bible said follow peace. With all men. To follow peace means you're pursuing it. it. Means you're not looking for a fight. You're not looking for the next opportunity to gripe somebody out. You're pursuing peace. Y'all like that Jesus name baptism part. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. You got to get to where you don't burn down every bridge that you cross. Praise God. Well, it's getting tired in here right now. It's getting right right now. You, you, you got to get to the point where you can get along with people. Praise God. I might look this way. I'm getting kind of scary looking that way. I'm starting to sweat now. Is this the tip for the server today? Praise God. Follow peace with all men. Praise God. With everything that's in you, it says it in another place. You know, a lot of fights you could have got out of. A lot of arguments you, you wouldn't have had to. <laughs> Praise God. You know what this Bible says? A soft answer. A soft answer turns wrath away. It don't mean you ain't going to run into hostile people. Tell you how you deal with hostile people. Just a soft answer. Somebody texted me one time. They was in a big fight. There's two people fighting. Because one person can't fight by themselves. This was a two-person fight. That's the minimum number for a good fight. It's two. It was a good fight. Boy, they was calling each other names and talking about their families. And then they 
once they're about to kill each other, that's when they bring me into it. <laughs> so they text me, and like, I, I think you're going to have to get in uh, in this one. You, because they said this, and I said, well, I can tell you one thing that wasn't said. A soft answer was never given. I said, neither person gave a soft answer because you're about to kill each other. It was over then. That was all the counseling I had to do. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to fight with anybody. I done made up my mind. I'm not a fighter. All that's whew, BC. Praise God. There's a lot of people that don't like me probably. They ain't going to fight with me because I ain't going to fight with them. What are you talking about? I want to see the Lord more and I want to get even with you. More than I want to prove my point, I want to see the Lord. Come on, is anybody hungry right now? The desire to be right is one of the most powerful desires. Desire to prove your point. Just stand up so you'll think I'm almost done. The desire to be the one that wins the argument. It's just a very powerful urge. Do you know what you're doing? You're eating from the wrong plate. Because God's word is truth. Do you believe it's truth? Y'all was clapping a while ago. Everybody. All across the house. Believe it's truth. Amen. You're going to learn how to get along with people. Then you're going to have to live a holy life. Holy life. What is holiness? It's being like God. God said that people ought to dress modest. You know what that means? You need to dress modest. When this Bible said there's a difference between what a man wears and what a woman wears. Hey, don't, don't get mad at the server today. I, I didn't cook this. I'm just giving what God told me to give. Hallelujah. Your flesh ain't going to like nothing that's on there. There wasn't one thing on the menu that was exciting. Roasted lamb chop sounds good, but by the time you let it sit in bitter herbs, it wouldn't even be good. The bread wasn't good. The meat wasn't good. The house is a mess. 
But I'm telling you, when they walked across that Red Sea on dry ground, and there was a wall of water on this side and a wall of water on that side. Get some tambourines out. And they walked across and they looked back. And they saw Pharaoh and his army floating upside down, dead in the Red Sea. I want to tell you, church, there's going to come a day. And I don't think we're very far from it. That every bitter thing you had to eat, you're going to look back. And you're going to say, hallelujah. I'm so thankful I made the decision. Boy, I feel Jesus backing me up right now. They got a cross. After eating a terrible meal to the flesh, turned around and saw what kind of victory they got. Miriam. Praise God. I think she must have been the worship leader. The Bible says she got her tambourine. Say, why, why, you, why you got them tambourines? You, you just have to know what God brought me out of. You just knew the trial he brought me through. You knew the addictions he broke. And the bondage he broke. You'd get a tambourine too. Her and the women began to shake them tambourines and praise God they began to sing the song the horse and the rider have been thrown into the sea tell you what are you going to do what are you going to do when that thing that's been beating you down year after year Tormenting your mind year after year. Beating your back. Making you hard labor every day. Tell me, what are you going to do the day you walk across and you realize I'm free? Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I wish somebody would just start praising God right now. Come on, let's praise him for a few moments. Come on, let's praise him right now.